Hey there, everybody. Nico here. And whether you're a Sheen or an Estevez or an Estevez pretending to be a Sheen, go ahead and put your pants back on. Let's go punch a clown and watch some Geek Cast live. It's a trap! Welcome Speed Gregory <laughs> to episode 356 of the GeekCast Live podcast. I am oh, your host, Jordan. GCR, and with me as always, Rob Bass. Hello, friends. And, uh, and Cartoon and no Nick. It's, it's, no uh, Nick. if you can believe it, and if you've been listening to all 356 episodes, I know that you can. Nick is still making that roast beef sandwich from two weeks ago. Uh, he got a hold of us earlier this morning, said he's making some progress, found the roast beef, found the Russian dressing. Yeah. Mm. Cannot find a cheese that he's happy with. Right. Well, when you got to raise the cow uh, from birth. Right. Butcher, butcher the cow. <laughs> Prepare the meat. Prepare the cheese. Prepare right. the cheese. Yeah, and you gotta, you gotta cheese. make the cheese out of the rennet of the cow's right. third stomach, you know? Right. Yeah. So he could, and I even said to him, like, Nick, just buy cheese. And he said, I want to make the cheese. And I said, well, then just buy the rennet. And he said, no, I will um, make come, the rennet. It has to come from the same cow. And I was like, it has to, it has to, it has to come from the same cow. The bread must be made from wheat that the cow feasted on. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But you know, the dude comes once a year. Right. And I'm not going to keep appropriate. No, I'm not going to, we don't, listen, there's, we probably should sit down and write like the geek cast live listener bill of rights. Yes. Um, and I don't even think that's exactly what I'm trying to get across here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you won't but, find us kink shaming on this show. No. Amen. But all I'm saying is maybe edge yourself with some slightly more mainstream stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know? uh, like, uh, clown porn. Walk yourself right back from that edge. My friend, you know, or ledge or whatever it is. I, don't fucking know I, I think it's, I think, I think the song is it is ledge. Ledge. Uh, ledge. I don't think it's. I don't edge. think it's. Edge. It's not edge. Uh. I get it though. I get it though. I get it though. Hey, so I'm watching what can only be the second worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, uh, after okay. a dungeon siege tale. You're watching, dude. Where's my car? <laughs> no, God, that's not a bad movie, is it? No, actually, it's pretty good. <laughs> I love the. Uh, I love the tattoo thing where it's it's, the tattoos on their back where it's like, what's mine say? Dude, what's mine say? What? Do they do that whole thing? I know it's sweet, but what does mine say? Dude. Dude. No, I'm watching the uh, 2002's The Scorpion King with The the Rock. Wow. That's a... Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of The Mummy 2, The Scorpion King. Well, The Mummy Mummy 2 is... Is also really bad. Yeah. Um, 
It's not that bad, but the wheels really come off the wagon. Oh, uh, boy. When a Noxuna moon uh, uh, yeah. lets Emotep fall into the, uh, like, the Mount Doom of bad CGI. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, 1993's WrestleMania on the PlayStation 1, Dwayne the Rock Johnson with Scorpion body yeah. parts climbs yeah. out of the tomb. Yeah. So do you think that they just that was the best CGI they could do at the time? I, or did they like, like, Hey, we got to get this out to the theater. So just fucking send that. I think it's the second one. When I was younger and the movie, when I was in the demographic, the movie was made for, I definitely thought option one was the answer. Yeah. But like I've, that's like, that's bad, but Hey, it's yeah. You know, that's bad, video, but hey, it's, video it's 2003, like and we haven't done anything with uh, with this type of graphics and lighting before. Right. Well, and you what know. do you? I mean, well, you know, and well, what do normally you want? normally you get like uh, you get Van Helsing where you hide it in the darkness. Right. Yeah. We were in a. Uh, uh, speaking of Brendan Fraser, we were we were we were in a. Uh, I was in a clubhouse room last night. Um, the Kevins, uh, Kevin Guti, Kevin Israel were mm-hmm. in a, they have a, a room called one joke workout where comedians come and they, they, they help you. They ask for help. You're like, Hey, I either need like a better setup or a better punchline or, you know, how would you rework this joke to make it land and have laughs, whatever. And there was this woman from Egypt who, um, is a stand-up comic. She's starting out as a stand-up comic. And she was she had this joke about um how people in America um take a lot of pride in their teeth. And um in Egypt they don't. And so she went to see a dentist here in the States and her punchline just didn't land, right? Okay. Sure. And she was sure. she was asking for to better the punchline. And my oh, idea okay. my idea was uh you keep the same setup. Uh, and the dentist took a look and said, I'd love to help you, but Brendan Fraser hasn't made a movie in 30 years. <laughs> and I thought that was a good joke. It's really good. I don't know that I get it, but it makes me laugh. Well, he was the, the mummy. He was in the mummy. He was in the yeah. mummy. Oh, shit. I get you know, it. Like, like, I could help your Egyptian mouth, but I right. would need Brendan Fraser, and he hasn't made a movie in 30 years. <laughs> okay, yes. So... But I also think explaining jokes is funny. So I do too. If, if I you dissect the frog in front of me, please. If if it didn't, if it didn't land, like if it was me and I was telling that joke and it and there was like very little laughs, I would just say like uh, like come on, it's funny because Brendan Fraser was in the Mummy, right? <laughs> and that to me is also funny. This movie right. here, though, I've never seen the Scorpion King, and it is awful. Yeah, it is. It's I, uh, it's like I a student a lot film. The Scorpion King? I didn't I'm, I didn't want enjoyed it. I watched it because it was on Michael's short list of favorite movies. Uh and at the time he was like 6. Mhm. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it was uh it was the uh Scorpion King was like number 4. Uh, <laughs> Broken Arrow was number 1. Really? Mm, he loved Broken Arrow. I think uh to this day it might be the only movie he owns on DVD. Really? Mm-hmm. Broken Arrow. I'd believe yeah. that. The John my man, my man uh, uh, Branscombe Richmond is in The Scorpion King, which I love. 
So there's, I mean, it's got that going for it. So nice. Broken Arrow with uh, Christian Slater mm-hmm. and John Travolta and John Travolta and Howie Long, NFL Hall of Famer Howie yep. Long. Yep. <laughs> wow. I'm not, I can't remember what the other ones on the list were, but those two were there for sure. You can't remember his number one, two, or three. We could no, number one, one was two. Broken Arrow. Oh, number one was Broken Arrow. Yeah. I think Electra was on there somewhere. Oh, boy. Do you want to talk about bad? Yikes. Yeah. So, so this is an idea of what other uh, animated things were coming out and what CGI was capable of in 2001, whenever the second Mummy mo- movie came out, where we got the PlayStation's shitty version of The Rock and the Scorpion King. Shrek came out that year. Uh, let's see. We've got Monsters, Inc. came out that year. Um, all sorts of weird anime uh and normal anime i guess jimmy neutron i don't think there's anything else to really have note uh, initial d um, <laughs> yeah yeah uh final fantasy the spirits within which was a terrible movie and had nothing to do with final fantasy but was that, that was the weird like in space one yeah it was okay with like yeah i i, I still don't even fully understand the plot of that. <laughs> wait is that the one uh, what year was that again? Remind me. 2001. Okay, so no, I did not see that. In the A fine vintage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, lots, of, lots of things and stuff that were not too bad in the, uh, the CGI department, the animated department. And then we got The Mummy 2. Just wanted to give everybody, you know, some context for that movie. Continue. Yep. Highly um, anticipated sequel. Yeah. The uh I mean Shrek and, and Shrek was Shrek was a good Shrek was a good movie. Yeah. Arguably. So, it was the second highest although I, I saw a real film of the year. Real galaxy brain take on Twitter that was basically uh it's been twenty years. Was Shrek really that good? You know, probably you're probably right. No. So you're correct. I actually like read an article recently on Shrek about like the cat or like the crew that were working on the project were like just so sure that it was going to fail by the time that it came to theaters because like there had been so many things that had just been going wrong with the project. Like for one, Shrek was initially supposed to be Chris Farley. As it wasn't it a Chris Farley, Farley vehicle until Mike Myers. Yeah, Chris yes. Farley died. So yeah, like, and and Mike Myers had to go through and uh redo all of the voice work and then yeah. they wanted him to be like british and yeah. he was like no i'm making him scottish and they yeah. went like round and round about that and finally mike myers was like do you want me to do it or not because he's gonna be scottish yeah it was, it was the right choice it was yeah uh, absolutely was but like apparently like it was just an absolute just train wreck of a project that they everyone was sure was gonna fail Second highest grossing film of that year, uh, animated film of that year. Did you ever hear the stories about? Uh, it was Toy Story two. Mm-hmm. Everything that, that happened the with one that. where all of the midgets hung themselves on set. <laughs> no, no, I think no. there was Wizard of Oz. No, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I think there was uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, they uh, they had like ninety six percent of the film completed. Like the CGI was done on it. It was a finished film. Yeah. Um, and then someone uh, like accidentally hit the delete key 
and they were going to have to either scrap the project or just hit undo. Well, no, they were either going to have to scrap the project or like, like have to start over. It was like, they, they like wiped it. Like they wiped the hard drive. Right. Oh my God. There just so happened to be one of the animators. And I, I, I'm sure that the, I, I know I'm not like the circumstances surrounding it. I'm, I'm are wrong. I remember but, this now, but, but go like on. one of the animators was like working from home because they like had just had a baby or something. Right. And they had the whole movie on a backup because they were at home. So they took their office with them. And if it wasn't for that toy story two would have probably never been made. It's, it's been what? 23 years. And I have never worked for Disney, Disney in my life. But, but my, I did like a Kegel while you were telling me about that, <laughs> just in like, like anticipation of the failure and it released with the knowledge that he had a backup copy. Like, Oh my God. Oh Jesus. The stress, the stress of that story. You, you, do you actually did it? Like it was, you actually had a stress Kegel. Yeah. Which is, like, which is a. Which is a which is a show title, just so everybody knows. Stress Kegel. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like a I'm kind of a I stand the rock, you know. Oh I yeah, like, yeah. I like I like the cut of his jib. Yeah, I like the cut of his jib. His movies are the I mean, his movies are what they are. They're yeah. made for a specific audience. Mm-hmm. They're they're not they're not movies that make you think or anything like that. Um, but I like them. Yeah, I, I like what he's about. I like all. I like how nice he is. He does a lot of Make a Wish stuff, stuff like that. This movie, though, this movie is is awful and should never have been made. Yeah. And I I think it's it's interesting to me that they took his terrible, terribly maligned role in Mummy Two and did like a spinoff prequel sequel for it. <laughs> Hey, you know that arachnaman that they had in that movie no one liked? Arachnaman. What if we did his backstory before he grew, you know, the the lobster hands and shit? (laughs) And he is not good in this. No. No, No, you could tell that he was just, you could tell that he's like. uh, He was just venturing into acting at this point. Yeah, up until now, he's just been the rock. I actually and do now, think this was this was among his first films. I You're believe right. so, yes. And I think in this movie he's still Dwayne the Rock Johnson or just The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh he's credited as. I think yep. he's credited as The Rock. And I now he's right. just Dwayne Johnson. Oh how the turns tabled. Oh how the turns tabled. Speaking of um CGI. Turns. Yeah. And things that I'm watching. Uh, Volume two of Love, Death and Robots is out. I have not gotten around to seeing that yet. So I haven't finished it. I've watched the first. Two and an eighth. Heard that a lot of people who don't understand what anthologies are are disappointed by it. Shocker. Yes, I've also. So it, it definitely isn't. There's not as many. Um, uh, there's not as many episodes in season yes, two. I've heard that as well. So it is. It is shorter, all in all. 
Um, it is still some of the um, the best storytelling, short like short form storytelling I've ever seen. Uh, the animation is fucking awesome. I mean, just incredibly awesome. And Rob, there's a. Uh, I thought about you when I watched it. There is a real high concept sci-fi short called Snow in the Desert. Okay. That I think it's some of the best sci-fi, like best sci-fi I've seen. And what I love about Love, Death, and Robots is like you could like uh, spin the wheel and land on just one of the episodes. And I would be willing to say, yeah, I'd watch that full feature film, live action. Oh, Bring yeah. On. The one from, what is it, Suits? Uh, from mm-hmm. uh, volume one where they're like the farmers and they got the big yes. And all I the fucking, bugs come screaming. Yeah. In it. yeah. Uh, Snow in the Desert is that for me. Snow in the Desert is so good and so highbrow sci-fi. Um and the reveals and twists and turns. I want to see two hours of that. All right. Um, yeah, 33, no, th- 3330 should be on volume three is kind of what I'm getting at. I think you have a great concept for what they do. And I think if, if you could get that story animated and in these people's hands, I think they would put it in their next anthology. That's or even just storyboarded. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, that's something to look into for sure. Yeah, no, because I it's one of my favorite um, formats of of storytelling in general is um, short anthology, like short stories like that, and short anthologies like that, like that or um, uh, dirt. Uh, is it dirt? Um, the who's the guy that did Chappie and uh, oh. Um... District nine and oh no, um, it's uh not Charlotte Copley. He was in District Neil 9. Blomkamp. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, his studio does um, uh, has worked with a bunch of like independent um, small film producers, uh, and they do like anthology, like sci-fi stories, like that. And it's it's incredible. Like the it just allows you to go and. Um, glancingly tell just this this huge array of stories um, that can be as weird as you want them to be. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, like you said, like you could sit down and, and pick any one of them and generally want more out of it. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm really excited to check that out. So desert, uh, Snow in the Desert is the one you said to keep my eyes yeah, out Yeah, Snow in the Desert, that's the one. Okay. If I was... Uh... I feel like I had seen a clip from that or like a still from that. Um, and it seemed like almost uh, Dune-esque, the, the, the still that I had seen, like somebody walking with the tattered cloak yeah. through. Yeah, through like the a desert still and suit. Then like, yeah. And then some sort of like glacier in the background. It is it is very much <laughs> like um, I could see where you would say it's very Dune-esque. Uh, and that's after- like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, after watching it, it is um, not. Good. No, that's awesome. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, uh, any others that stood out that you... Uh, well, like I said, I've only, I've only seen... Um, I think Snow in the Desert is uh, the second 
the second episode. Um, nope, sorry. It's the fourth. Um, oh, automated customer service is the first one. It's um, extremely funny. Nothing about it is like, to me anyway, was like, it was like watching, um, uh, it's like watching a rated R Disney film. Okay. Um, it, it didn't really do anything for me. Um, I must have just jumped right to Snow in the Desert. I haven't seen Ice or Pop Squad, which are the oh, next, man. which are two and three. So I must have just somehow got out of different episodes and gone to that Snow in the Desert, which is my favorite. I had to stop watching it because uh, the, the kids came home. Um, but the next episode is called uh, The Tall Grass. Mm. And it's getting a lot of hype online as being the, the high point okay. of, of this volume. Uh, the animation's really cool. And uh, I, 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 I love the, like, the, the fact that they go through and showcase different artists and art styles as well. Like, uh, 100%. It's a, it's a huge showcase and artistry in general, both like writing, art, uh, music, um, you know, motion capture and acting. Like, it's a great, great display of just like a variety of talents. And it's really cool. So I just found a, I just found an article that basically takes all the episodes and rates them on if they have love, death, or robots. Ooh, nice! And a, and a lot of them have uh, like there's one. Let's see here: one, two, three, four, five. There's five of the eight episodes don't have love, death, or robots. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Fascinating. Okay. Uh, just hate life and... Right. Hate, hate life and zombies. Animals. Or... Ooh, yeah. Don't zombies hate Plant. robots? Or zombies hate plants? Mm, yeah, plants and zombies yeah, hate each way. other. Plants and zombies. What's, what's the robot uh, color wheel there? What's the opposite of robots? Mm, usually people. <laughs> It's vampires and werewolves, plants and zombies. Pirates mm. and ninjas. Pirates and ninjas. Mm-hmm. Robots and cowboys? Uh, I mean, no, that's... cowboys and aliens. It's oh, cowboys right. and aliens, right. Yeah. Hmm. Robots and... I'm going to say robots and diabetics. Mm. All right. Don't know why? Empire. Fe- no. Feels right. Lace. Just- I just searched I searched robots, robots and, and, and I got robots and pencils, robots and empire, robots and lace. Robots and lace is a right. unbelievably cool prog rock band. It's also Is it really or is that you're just making No, it I just if I saw <laughs> like put your hands together for robots and lace. Nice. That's what I would I'd be like, oh, progressive rock. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's a good weird future penthouse as well. Wrestlers? Wrestlers? Yeah, that's, that's from, uh, that's the title of a How I Met Your Mother episode. <laughs> that's probably not it. Hmm. Man, I'm going through and looking at some of the stuff from the first season of Love, Death, and Robots again. I forgot how many awesome concepts there are in here. I love the... Oh, in the first season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, uh, what's, uh, which is the blue episode? Uh, Zima yeah, this one blue. has zombies in this game. 
What? The, from the album one? Get a Life by Ken. Pirates versus ninjas versus zombies versus robots. Sorry, I'm really mm. caught up in this conversation. The uh, season one, um, the first episode, I believe, is called Sunny's Edge. Oh, yeah, that's the one with the like big bioengineered monstrosity that they yeah. plug her consciousness into for yes. like blood gladiatorial bouts. And I, so I remember, I remember watching the trailer for volume one of Love, Death and Robots and with the cool music. And I was like, okay, this is going to be really, this is going to be edgy and cool and fun and like neat. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this is right up my alley. Sure. All the way down to like just the name of the anthology itself is cool. Love, death and robots. That's fucking Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, This was the first episode out of the gate and I... Like the amount of things I would have given up to have to, to guarantee I could see the rest after just seeing that one episode, I'd be afraid out of like, yes, take my youngest child. I just want the rest of this <laughs> anthology. It is so fucking good. I mean, you just, think of the audacity to start your fucking, no one knows what they're about to see. No one knows what this anthology is really about. And that's what you're starting with. Yes. It, high concept balls. It is, it is very cool. Well, yeah, because could, could you imagine, like, could you imagine sitting down and pitching that to anybody? Like, all right, so no. I've got 20, I've got, like, 15 minutes to tell a story. Uh, all right, what story do you want to tell? All right, well, so there's this gal named Sunny, uh, and she fights in, like, uh, like, these underground fighting rings. Except she doesn't fight in them. She's got some sort of giant monstrosity that's like bioengineered. Yep. She puts her brain into, like her consciousness into, and fights other monstrosities. Like, all right, yeah, fuck yeah, sure. She's got to throw throw a game, and there's this whole, you know, uh, you know, mafia style, you know, what the fuck ever involved in it. And incredible stuff. Right. Great stuff. I forget, there's 18 episodes in that season and I'm oh going God. through and looking at some of them right now. And I'm like, like, I don't remember be, beyond the Aquila rift. Well, and I like, feel like I, part I, of the problem is aren't they in different order for everybody? Are they really? Why does that, that sound, so. why, no, why does that sound right? I thought that was one of the things they did, uh, with the, uh, with the first one was try to put it in order for the viewer who was watching it. Mm, I don't know. Because I'm trying to remember, there was one that actually had like a... Um, so like what episode is Beyond the Aquila Rift for you? Uh, I have it as seven. I have it as episode two. Really? Mm-hmm. So did everybody start with Sunny's Edge? I started with three robots. I started with Sunny's Edge. I started with Sunny's Edge. Yeah, so as you guys were talking about it, I was like, that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> You're like, nope, mm-mm. You watched a different thing. Yeah, Sunny's Edge for me is number four. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't know they shuffled that for people. Why did they do that? Just I don't know. different I experiences? It. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't remember. I remember reading about it, but I don't remember what the reason was. But I'm looking at some of these now, and I'm wondering, like... The Secret War. Elite units of the Red Army battle against an unholy evil in the midst of an ancient forest in Siberia. I remember that, like, tangentially. Yeah, that one was a real weird one. 
Yeah. I, yes. Well, now I think I got to go back and watch them all. You should. Zima Blue was definitely one of my favorites. I love Zima Blue. Yeah, that was real weird. <laughs> Which one was fucking Zima Blue? I I think about that one at least once a week. That was the one where the uh, it was an artist who never gave interviews and he finally did. And it was right before his, his final painting, which was, uh, he, he only used the color Zima blue and they didn't know why. And in the end, he, uh, he basically, uh, transforms himself. He's, he's a robot and he transforms himself back into the Roomba, the pool Roomba he used to be because he decides that intelligence is too great a burden. It's I, fucking I, wild. It's so good. I do remember. It, it is wild. That is correct. Yeah. I do vaguely remember this now. There's my last huh. two. So you guys know what order I've got. Since it seems to be vastly different. It's wild. Like sitting on Mr. Rogers face is wild. You know? Like, yeah. Like you're into it. But it's it seems... Something seems off, right? Well, you know, you did it on teriyaki pork and pepper night. <laughs> that's probably what was fucking weird about it. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's yeah. It was because it was teriyaki pork and pepper night. What a mistake! <laughs> what a mistake! What a mistake! <laughs> that's a great show title. Hold on, I got to write down teriyaki pork and pepper night. <laughs> Well, now I want to know too. What order? What order is season two in for you guys? I'm sending you mine now. Um. Yeah. Let me find that. Um. I do uh, automated customer service. Yeah. Ice. Yeah. Pop Squad. Yeah. Snow in the desert. Yep. The tall grass. Mm-hmm. All through the house. Yep. Life Hutch and yep. the Drowned Giant. Yep. So they didn't do this for season two. Right. Interesting. Very weird. They must weird. not have liked the results. I don't know mm. why. I, I do remember it being that way now. And I remember reading their reasoning behind it, but I can't remember why they did it. I know that they did. They've already greenlit season three of Love, Death, Good. and Robots. It's uh, volume three is coming. They should just, I mean, they should pop it out. They should do is have volume 35. I don't care. There's so many talented storytellers out there and there's so many talented artists. Put it together. Just, and I don't know how they choose who gets to tell stories um, in their anthologies. That'd be cool to know. I don't know if there's uh, like a a contest or if there's a, uh, you know, you submit blindly and they let you know if you've made the finals or what right um god scorpion king is so bad (laughs) i'm just watching this here and i'm i'm like i'm not even paying attention to it but it is so it is so bad i don't know let's put some plugs in and then we'll keep talking hey everybody gcr here to talk to you about sipofhope.com uh the sip of hope community coffee roasters is the world's first coffee where 100% of the proceeds support proactive suicide prevention and mental health education. As a social enterprise of mental health, uh, Sip of Hope Coffee is not just delicious, but it's also a great way for breaking the silence around suicide and raising the visibility of mental health resources 
in your community. So head on over to sipofhope.com, use our discount code geekofhope10 for 10% off of some delicious coffee, some cool merch, help the community at large. Is it possible? And I don't think it is. Maybe. Is it believable to you? Maybe not possible, but believable. That if a woman jumps out of the water, her hair is perfectly covering just the nipples of her breasts. Has that ever happened? What kind of like, like leaping out of the water? Yes. Like springing out of the water. Mm, Doubtful. Well, I'm not. No. If she winters out of the water, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Not springing out of the water. Where she falls. She just did it again. She just came out of another body of water and everything. It's just her hair. Her hair falls perfectly over her breasts. That doesn't happen. Sorcery. It just cascades lovingly, lovingly over her. Has The Rock ever been in movie with probable physics? Mm, so you, no. can, you can immediately take out all of the any Fast and the Furious movie that he's been in. We know right. we've, we've had a fucking physicist on the show to tell us undoubtedly none of that can happen. Right. In the movie Skyscraper, he makes a leap from a crane to the skyscraper. And if you do the math based on like, well, again, physics and his body weight and the angle, there's mm-hmm. no way he can make the jump, but he right. makes it in the movie. Yeah. Jumanji. Jumanji. There's gotta be something in Jumanji. Yeah. But can, can you, I don't think you can take any of the things that happen while he's in game. So is there anything that happens in Jumanji when they're not in the game that breaks the laws of physics? This is like a cracked article. Yes. To be honest, I haven't watched either. Of yeah, the I haven't seen the new ones. It, uh, the franchise died with Robin Williams as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What about uh, Walking Tall? Oh, I'm certain. I am I, certain. Uh, in that movie, I'm sure... A little thunder. I'm sure he hits somebody with a two by four in that movie and they fly across the room. <laughs> he, I'm reasonably certain his weapon of choice in that movie is actually a four by four. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a post. It's like a, what the, what you would buy to put a mailbox up. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure he hits somebody like about the chest with it and they fly 30 feet breaking yeah, the laws right, of physics. Right. Yeah. So yes. Well, and I don't. I don't think he actively kills anybody, even though they jump off the banisters towards him, and he hits them with a baseball swing of his post, killing them in real life. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. But only knocking them unconscious for the authorities to pick them up. Uh, in the movie, see, I'm sure in GI Joe something happens. Yes. Yeah, both of them. Uh, Doom, I'm sure, was perfectly normal. No notes. <laughs> he was in Doom. Yeah, the sh- terrible 2005 movie yeah. w- uh, with uh, with Carl Urban, I believe. God. Was uh, was Carl Urban in that? I think he was. Holy shit, he was. I uh, I recall a trailer for the other guys where they made fun of movie physics. Did that yes. carry throughout the whole movie? I'm well, he's in he's in the other guys for about a minute. 
Right. Um, but it is still a it is still a Dwayne Johnson movie. Uh, cause he was in it. It's part of his uh repertoire. So I'm yeah, gonna he's say only six five. Uh-huh. He's only six foot five. Only. I yeah, thought he's... he was like six seven, six eight. No, he is uh he's not as there's a picture of him next to like it's like him next to Shaq and Yao Ming. Oh. And he's like a he's a tiny human being. Yeah, he's like uh Tom Cruise next to him. <laughs> yes. Could you fight could you beat Tom Cruise in a fight? Yeah. Probably. Prob- I mean probably. I think so too. What about Race to the Witch Mountain? Do you think there's any weird <laughs> physics stuff that goes on in that involving Dwayne? Um not involving Dwayne, but involving Carla Gugino. Probably. But, but, or Alexander Ludwig, who I've just learned about, who has a face far too small for his head. Like, <laughs> yeah, a, he's, he's like in a guy Vikings. from the Little Bits universe? He is in Vikings. He plays he? Bjorn Lothbrok. He does indeed. Yeah, I'm his look- face is far too small for his head. I'm looking at this Race to Witch Mountain movie. Which at the time didn't ring any bells, but the cast is absolutely stacked. Yeah, it Gem does. and the holograms. What even is Cheech that? Marin. Uh, Gem and the holograms is a. Uh, huh. It's a movie. It's a movie. Uh, my daughters like it. My daughters are a big fan of Gem and the holograms. Nice. As a small-town girl catapults from underground video sensation to global superstar, she and her three sisters begin a journey of discovering that some talents are too special to keep hidden. Yeah, it was a... Uh, um, it was the live-action remake of a, like a Saturday morning cartoon from the 80s Shit, called yeah, there Jim and the Holograms. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And it's still, hmm. it's, it's still chaps my balls that Jim and the Holograms got a live-action remake, and we can't get Ryan Reynolds as Lionel, and I just don't understand it. Who'd you have as Snarf? Me. Uh, Snarf is uh, absolutely CGI, and it is voiced by John Mulaney. Ooh. Oh. I was going to go with... Snarf, Snarf. I thought David Spade... Motion captured and voiced by Danny DeVito. He is. It is definitely motion captured. Yeah, it's mo capped, and I and I'm fine with Danny DeVito too as Snarf. That's equally. That's just as good. You know who else? Or, would be you, a fun, or a fun if you get the budget Snarf. for it, uh, Andy Circus, just yeah. because. Save your money. Just get Justin Roiland. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get a very squanched up Snarf, but. Why wouldn't you want that? Or yeah. uh, or Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Moynihan! <laughs> That's the only reason I said his name, was <laughs> to get you to do that. I was actually fishing for that. Nice. And I, fun, and fun fact, Morty. <laughs> in this universe, Bobby Moynihan and Piece of Toast hate each other. Hey, speaking of, speaking of Rick and Morty, Adult Swim has greenlit... A Vindicators spinoff. I love that. Is it going to be pre-Rick or post? It's a good question. It's said in the article that 
like Crocubot and all of those, all the guys that Rick killed in Vindicators 2 will be back. So I can only assume this is pre that. Right. Or Rick brought them back to life just like as an apology. Right. To Morty. Like, right. like happy birthday, Morty. Sorry, I killed your heroes. <laughs> I still think this is fucking stupid and you're stupid for liking them. But here you go. <laughs> they have a, I didn't realize that there was a, there was three vindicators that um, weren't on the show, but were mentioned. That's right. They, they died in vindicators too. Right. Uh, Lady Katana. Calypso and Diablo Verde. Yes. <laughs> the Green Devil. Yes. Lady Katana. <laughs> they died a uh yeah, they died on their second adventure. On like uh Was that against Doom Namatron? Yes. <laughs> no, no, it was against um the shapeshifting guy. Oh, what was his name? Uh Hmm. World Ender? World Ender? Oh, maybe it was Doom, Doom Nomatron. No, it was then. Doom Nomatron. His World Ender then would have been Vindicators 3. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Naturally. No, it was, yeah, because uh, Doom Nomatron hit out on Dorian 5 and used his shape-shifting power to disguise himself, himself right. as an inhabitant of the planet. Because of this, <laughs> the Vindicators decided to exterminate the whole planet to make sure they killed Doom Nomatron. This became a great shame for the Vindicators who preferred not to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It did get brought up again in Rick's second Saul-like trial. It was stated by Rick that if he was there, they could have avoided the planet's destruction. (laughs) 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 Fucking fucking Vindicators. I just hope that this means that we're going to start having, we're going to be able to buy Vindicators jackets. Yes. Because I've always wanted one. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to stroll in the Gen Con dressed as fucking Vance Astro, or the fuck his name was, Vance Maximus. Vance Maximus. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Vance Maximus. What a turd. <sighs> no, I meant like cool drinking. <laughs> Crock you bot. Man, oh, who would you? Shit. All right. So the show takes off. It's a great success. For whatever reason, they decide to make a live-action Vindicators movie. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Who do you cast as the Vindicators? Well, I cast Terry Crews as Alan Rails. That checks out. Yeah. Um, Is it Zoe Saldana as... Um, a, a supernova? Yeah. That's yes. very good. Um, Fred Armisen is the voice of... Uh, of um million ants million, million ants million ants yes <laughs> yeah. i'm totally i am that. now back to one million ants <laughs> <laughs> um uh, um oh god what's his name why am i drawing a blank on his name he is the, he is the saturday night live actor that nick hates uh dated Ariana grande for a while. pete davidson is noob noob yeah oh, that's awesome yeah uh, Pete, Pete Davidson his, is noob noob for sure. You get his crock bot, a crocky bot, bot. So that's gonna have to be that's uh, that'd be a, a, a mo cap and voice thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, half Thor Bjornsson. <laughs> That's inspired. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, did you? I, I'm looking now. I'm on the Rick and Morty dot fan, like the Rick and Morty fandom wiki. Which, okay. if you're listening to this show, Geekcast Live would love its own wiki. Um, with a bunch of things we reference, all hyperlinked, real fun. That'd be nice. Do that for us if you're listening. Uh, Noob Noob is a, a, he's a Mr. Poopy Butthole species. Is he really? That's what they're saying here. <laughs> that Noob Noob and Mr. Poopy Butthole are the same species. Interesting. I think so too. And not species. just because- Mr. Poopy Butthole Species, possibly. And not just because yeah. his name is... Oh, I see it now. Mr. Possibly poopy Butthole. Also, uh, also the same species as uh, uh, Steely. Mm-hmm. That one I feel like might be more of a stretch. And Benjamin, which I'm not entirely sure about either. Well, I think Steely Benjamin is definitely the ball a Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> he was in Ball Fondlers? Yeah, Benjamin was. One of the main protagonists of Ball Fondlers. Yeah, he is. See, Ball Fondlers to me looks like... I mean, think... Oh, so Ball Fondlers is just Vindicators, if you look at it. There's a fucking crocodile. There's Calypso. There's Alan <laughs> Rails. And Noob Noob. It's, they're the same. <laughs> ball, that's my headcanon. Ball fondlers is the is the already in season or in series movie made of the Vindicators. I like that. I'm into that. It's also it's like great satire of like all these action things are the same. Uh boy. Yep. That's what wow. it is. The name of these characters from Ball Fondlers are incredible. Attila Star War. Uh, Benjamin, uh, who we had already mentioned, Fulgora, and the Amazon woman, and Loggins. Loggins. The crocodile-like man. I love the black man with the iconic ball fondler's hairstyle. (laughs) (laughs) None of them. He's the only one with that hairstyle, but it's the iconic hairstyle of the ball fondlers. Yes. Excellent. Him resembling a crocodile may be a reference to how crocodiles are mistaken for logs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. These are the, the people who made this wiki are the same ones who melted down in McDonald's when they didn't have Szechuan sauce. Yes. Oh, my God. 100%. 100%. Good. Yeah. And they, they are really into, like, uh, like unlicensed uh, Rick and Morty porn. Yes. The amount of stretching that's done for this. Okay, so another theory about Logan's name is that it's a reference to Archer because Sterling Archer's favorite actor is Burt Reynolds who plays Gator McCluskey and his favorite musician is Kenny Loggins. Okay. the resemblance to Loggins and Gator McCluskey is uncanny. Un, 
and then, and then they actually have a then then they have and a picture, have a of picture for Revel, Revel. Yeah, but the, but then look at the caption underneath it. Gator McCluskey's physical edge resemble that of Loggins. <laughs> Stop it, Gator McCluskey. <laughs> here's here's an image of Burt Reynolds having done so much coke that he's about 110 pounds. Right. Here's a crocodile man that looks. Like Burt Reynolds at 110 pounds wearing a crocodile head mask. God. That's only because he's got those coincidence that giant maw. That's like, there's a whole episode of that that podcast we used to listen to, Tannis. (laughs) Yes. That's that's exactly that. It's just, it's a guy in a crocodile mask who looks like Burt Reynolds, but too thin. Why did we ever listen to Tannis? I don't know. It was captivating. It had the same kind of vibe as like uh, um, that Aaron Mankey show, but it uh, it was like it was like the perfect. Yeah. It was the perfect like the you know the 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 vaginal intersection on a Venn diagram mm-hmm. of um, well, really Volvo if we're being the Volvo intersection on a Venn diagram. <laughs> Of uh of of uh the that Aaron Mankey show that I can't remember the name of all of a sudden. And uh, uh Lore. Lore. It was Lore Meets Welcome to Night Vale, which was like catnip. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was one of the first podcasts like that I listened to. Yeah. And then then you and I found a great one, the Edge uh, Edge of Sleep. Oh my uh, god. That needs a season two. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it does. Oh it just god. stopped just fucking stopped <sighs> and i hate that it stopped it was it was the best one of those type of podcasts where it was like a like a dramatized fictional tale crazily well produced i mean just unbelievably well yeah. done it was very it was very good oh my god but anyway rob what are you geeking on this week man oh fuck um well, I am geeking on Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, there is a new book that just dropped this week uh, called Van Richter's Guide to Ravenloft. Uh, and it uh, allows you to go through and play through Barovia uh, and the, the lands of Strahd, um, the, you know, the big vampire from D&D lore. Mm-hmm. Or uh, create your own dark domain, or travel to some other places that are like a grim fairy tale land, or um, haunted, diabolic um, carnivals, and other um, horror themed D and D campaigns, and and um, horrific characters and stuff like that. Uh, so one of my friends uh, decided that he was going to run uh, Curse of Strahd for us and some of the guys. And, cool. Uh, yeah. No. Very exciting. Uh, so what we've a been classic game that. too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to to run through it. So, uh, yeah. No. Curse of Strahd. Um, and then Van Richter's Guide to Ravenloft. Ryan, what about you? Um. So I, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say what I'm about to say, but I'm, I haven't been told not to. Right. Um, 
I had the opportunity this afternoon to sit in on a, on a, on a private clubhouse room. Um, and when I say private, uh, counting Henry Winkler, there was 11 of us. Wow. Um, and I got to sit in and just listen to Henry Winkler hold court today. Um, dude is a national treasure. It was, uh, I don't get starstruck really. Um, I was starstruck and I wasn't in the same room with him. I wasn't actually face to face with him. It was just audio, but he is so gracious, um, with his outlooks on life. Um, the stories he was telling from going over to Europe. So he was on a show and I don't know if you remember it or not. You probably don't. I guarantee neither one of you watched it. It was, uh, him, William Shatner, George Foreman and Terry Bradshaw. And then a, hmm. wow. a, a, a young comic named Jeff Dye. And they went like overseas to different cities and just like the five of them explored the city. That's um, and he was talking about how he uh, called like four douchebags and Henry Lemingler. <laughs> Basically. Uh, he talked oh. about doing that. He talked about how he was dyslexic. Um, he wrote a book actually for kids that are dyslexic. Um, nice. uh, he talked about when he was the Fonz, he talked about being on Arrested Development. Now he's on Barry. Um, and all the, you know, he talked about working with Robin Williams and working with Adam Sandler. He said he's, he's worked with five uh, honest to God geniuses in his life. Um, Adam Sandler was one of them. Robin Williams was the other. Um, it, it was just extremely cool. I feel I like that's on- not five. <laughs> oh, no, no, it, it isn't five. He just didn't mention the other three. Oh, okay. Um, it was just such an honor to have the opportunity, and it was so cool to talk to him. Uh, man, that he is just... Awesome. Uh, he actually... He almost gave out his address. Like, I what? know where he lives. I could go to his building that he lives in. I, I could... I don't know what room. I don't know what window is his, but I know the building. Um... <laughs> creepy uh it was just uh it was it was a pretty cool high um so that's what i'm geeking on i don't think i'll top anything this week oh uh i got a chance today so my son's in sixth grade um he's he's, better than the last story no 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 no, it's not it's just the other thing i'm geeking on it just i was just getting ready to say it 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 just happened this afternoon (laughs) as well so i actually did this before i had an opportunity to talk with henry um, the sixth grade class was asked what they wanted to do on their last. This is like their last Wednesday. They graduate next week before they go to high school. And they wanted to play dodgeball or kickball against uh, their parents. Okay. And, but it was raining. So we played dodgeball. Okay. And so it was me and, and my wife and, and uh, like nine other parents against all the sixth grade class. There's 13 of them. And wow that was a whole lot of fun like it was extremely fun macklin actually at one point he was it was just him against four of us and he won the game uh he picked picked us all off then the whole school was there they were all chanting his name he got like fucking mobbed and it was just really cool for him to do and to see um so that was that was a lot of fun. So I, I I'm uh, this super awesome. everything I'm geeking on this week happened today. I think is what the the moral of the story I was telling. So Joe, how about you? I 
speaking of uh, of Love, Death, and Robots coming back, um, season four of and and the last season of Castlevania dropped this Ooh. last weekend. Four. Yep. When did yeah. seasons two and three drop? Uh, A while ago. During quarantine. No shit, because I watched season one like in a day. I mean, I fucking absorbed it and loved it. And I've been patiently waiting for season two. Oh, geez. I've, do- I've talked about season two, I think. Well, Anthony. fucking A. Sorry. Well, no, um, it's not your fault. Now I got something to do. No, I just I feel bad because it's good. And it's a bummer you missed out on it. It's all um, out there now. Yeah, I will no say, shit. It's, it's, it's really good. I'm bummed. Um... This is going to be the last season, and from what I've been reading online, it sounds like they're wrapping it up really fast because it's yeah. that. Um, well, you know, it's it's that Netflix thing where they really only like to do four seasons of a show, right? Combined with uh, the creator Warren Ellis got me tooed, um, yeah. and and rather than just like let somebody else take over it, they're just going to end it. Well, those are good reasons to end it. Yeah. So, but it's it's still really good. I'm still really enjoying it. I just don't know how they're going to wrap it up. Uh, you know, 25 minutes at a time over 10 episodes. So they just they really they they wove some some long tails in those seasons that they had. Right. Uh, I just don't know how they're going to pull it off well, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, it's it's well done. It's beautifully animated. I have nothing. I have nothing to complain about it yet. So yeah. Yeah, I always keep the door open. <laughs> I'm always going to, I reserved a right to hate this. Yes. It's a good t-shirt. Ooh, that is a good t-shirt. <laughs> I need a picture of like, uh, what's his name? Something St. Germain. Mm. Uh, from like the, might, like the Mighty Ducks, like Guy St. Germain? Oh, no, no. From, uh, from the Castlevania series. Oh. Well, if you liked if you liked what you heard tonight and you want to listen to more, the best thing you could do is help us move up them iTunes charts. Uh, give us a five star. Actually, anywhere you listen to us, give us a five star review. Um, tell us. So this is episode three fifty six. Tell us what episodes you think Nick will make his return on. Three eighty, four twenty four, six hundred and six. Maybe never. You tell us what episodes you think he'll make it back on. And Another way you could support us if you like what we're doing is to head over to patreon.com slash geekcast live and uh and throw us some bones. Um you probably won't get much for it, but you'll support us and we'll like that. So um that'd be a great way. Another way is to uh head over to gcl.threadless.com and get yourself a t-shirt with uh Rob's face on it. That's a gcl.threadless.com. GCL.com. And you can get a hold of us on the Twitter machine and Facebook. All you have to do is search for Geekcast Live. And you can hit us up there to get a hold of us so we can give you Clubhouse invites. Yes. Fun things like that as well. All the invites. And you can also check us out at violentpress.com. A website that I made. Rob, you did a really good job on that website. What's there? I'm missing something. I feel like I'm missing something. Are we missing something? Right. It feels like it. But I don't it know. Feels what like it there's is. something we didn't say. Oh well. Call your, Call grandparents. your grandparents. 
<laughs> Bye. Hey, everybody. As always, we want to give a special shout out and extra thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, backers, friends, family, the people that prop up this monster. Uh, you know who you are, but we want to give you a shout out anyway. Our boy, Sam Ulstercaster, uh, old Popcap Williams, Danger Johnson, Dave the Fish, my man Fans, my man Rondo, Brandon Rust, Kelly Shuttlewood, uh, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Mungo Jerry, the K-Man, Jesse G. Letourneau, all of our friends, Dave Chappelle, not that Dave Chappelle, 1P, 1L, uh, Blaster Man Rodriguez, Three Finger Emily, um, who else we got? Somebody said, well, yeah, old Blimpy, Clamperman, coming in hot, hot route. Thanks to all you guys and more. We appreciate it. Uh, we couldn't do this uh, C-graded product without you. Thanks so much. Grab Peppy G. Snarkle flap. And the hoozy.